0: This is The Last Call with Chris Michaels. Oh, man, all the stuff that we're going to talk about to- tonight, I don't even know if we're going to be able to get to it all. But I can promise you that a ton of it does have to do with COVID and the nonsense surrounding that. So, the first thing that we must take a look at, oh, gosh, masks everywhere. We need masks, Go. Oh, Boy, oh boy, you can't go anywhere without a mask. Not one, not two, maybe three, possibly four. And certainly a little piece of fabric. Not strong enough to stop. Oh, let's see, sheetrock particles are going is going to be strong enough to stop a virus. I should say not. Well, there was an article by Ethan Huff and Health Canada issued a warning about these masks that everyone is wearing, particularly the blue hospital masks that we see everywhere. Turns out that these masks, at least in Canada, contain graphene. And graphene is known as an asbestos-like substance. And it causes early pulmonary, pulmonary toxicity. Man, I wish we can get back to talking about politics and not all of these medical terms. Uh, CBC News reported graphene is a strong, very thin material that is used in fabrication, but it can be harmful to the lungs when inhaled. And so I decided to do my own little research, as I've been doing lately, and I went to materialstoday.com and looked up graphene. And the article that they have on this is by David Bradley. And the question is Is graphene safe? Short answer No. So they were talking about what is graphene and all this other stuff. And it's nothing more than the stuff that you find on sticky tape, a glass slide, or a pencil, that kind of deal. But then they talk about how. Essentially, when you breathe this stuff all the time, like many people are, because as we just said, the mask itself contains graphene, so you're constantly breathing through that mask day in and day out, those blue masks that you see all the time, and essentially when you do that, the tiny flakes of carbon can be transported to deep within the lungs, And the effect is essentially the same as asbestos fibers or coal dust. And there is no likely mechanism for the removal or breakdown of such inert particles, and they might reside on these sensitive tissues, triggering a chronic inflammatory response or interfering with normal cellular functions. Now, if we're to consider the phrase... Chronic inflammatory response, all of a sudden, we've got another COVID symptom. Yes, so while people are wearing these masks, and oh gosh, a mask isn't too much to ask for, is it? These people, these holier-than-thou, the overly pious branched COVIDians, are more than happy to breathe in graphene. And when they get sick, they're going to go to a hospital or an emergency room, well, where else is an emergency room, or urgent care, wherever else. And they're going to say, guess what, you've got COVID, and we don't know how you got it this way with this chronic inflammatory response within your lungs. And they're just going to call it COVID. Straight up, and lo and behold, we'll have another positive covid case oh my gosh i got the vaccine how can i have covid on and on you get the idea so if you are wearing these blue masks i suggest you stop if health canada is anything to be trusted and i suspect they are because they've got no reason no reason to come out against blue masks because blue masks are so important to our health but you got to look out for what is going on out there because it is quite disturbing. And they're categorizing everything, everything as COVID. So it seems as though that I'm on the cutting edge of the curve. And I am so brilliant. Your lovable fuzzball and political host is so brilliant and know these clowns like every square inch of my naked body that we're finally starting to see large-scale resistance to this moron dr fauci this agent of discord he's not a moron he's smart but what he does is he creates confusion and discord just listen to all of his language. It's possibly, more than likely, and probably, and it, it's all vagaries. It was wear a mask. The mask is useless. Now you've got to wear two or three. Ma- you know, same kind of crap. On and on. Once again, Rand Paul came out there and said, "Enough is enough," and he took a few swipes. At Dr. Fauci, rightfully so. Rand Paul on Wednesday made fun of, or actually didn't make fun, I made fun of Rochelle Walensky, the, the director of the CDC. You know, the sob story, oh, I'm pending to him. Oh, hoo, hoo, boo, boo, boo. So Rand Paul shared a video from Dr. Tearjerker Walensky and said, Guess what? Guess what? The CDC, and he tweeted this, Rand Paul, the CDC admits evidence that the vaccinated do not carry the virus. And he retweeted the recount and the recount posted our data from the CDC and they're quoting Dr. Tearjerker Walensky. Our data from the CDC today suggests that vaccinated people do not carry the virus. Now, we also must assume that she knows that the vaccinated people are testing positive. So she should have uh, added to that sentence by saying, despite them testing positive. uh, Senator Rand Paul also, also decides to tweet from pubmed.ncbi.nlm.inh.gov, basically the National Institute of Health, CD8-plus T-cell responses in COVID-19. Guess what? T-cell immunity, according to Rand Paul, after natural infection shown to include variants. Do we still need to wear multiple masks after we've recovered or been vaccinated? Thank you, Rand Paul. Because this is what's important, and I'll bring this up in, in the next article because they found out that these variants, oh gosh, we need to be still locked up, still wear those masks, keep that distance, don't go outside unless it's absolutely necessary. The variants of these COVID strains are matches. They're essentially, genetically, they differ from COVID-19 by 0.03%. So overall, it's the same COVID strain. And they're fooling you once again by saying that these strains are new and dangerous, and we don't know if you're going to be able to stop them. Well, it turns out, thanks to Dr. Fauci's own National Institute of Health, which Dr. Fauci tries to reference every now and then, that your T cells recognize COVID for what it is, And they stop it and its variants quite well, by the way. So that's another thing out the window, right? That's another gray area that Dr. Fauci tries to blow smoke up everyone's ass. And now that is going to the wayside. Thank you, Dr. Rand Paul. Another interesting thing that we also came up with is that Dr. Rand Paul, Senator Rand Paul, brings up the old World Health Organization definition of herd immunity. We brought this up plenty of times, where the World Health Organization changed its definition of what herd immunity is. Herd immunity is no longer if you get infected and recover, if you get the vaccine, or if you're just outright immune to something. If those three variables add up to 75%, of the population, guess what? You have been considered to be awarded the herd immunity award, the statue, whatever it is they like to give populations that achieve herd immunity. The World Health Organization changed that definition to say only if 75% of your population is vaccinated. That's it. Doesn't matter if you've gotten it and recovered and you're summarily immune to it. Doesn't matter if you're outwardly immune to the thing from the get-go only if a population's uh if a population uh geez i can't speak only if 75 percent of the population receives the vaccine then then and only then will they achieve herd immunity that's a big difference in definition if you ask me big difference in definition, and that's why Dr. Fauci, no matter what happens, is pushing these vaccines, and that's why across the globe, they are pushing these vaccines non-stop, only because of the way the World Health Organization changed the definition. Now, we also reported on Gavi, which Gavi essentially creates and dictates what the World Health Organization should be putting out there. And Gavi is essentially based out of Switzerland and bought and paid for by Bill Gates. So Bill Gates influenced Gavi. Gavi then influenced the World Health Organization to change the definition of what herd immunity is all about. Now, by the way, that is my conjecture, but I doubt I am wrong. Maybe it wasn't Bill Gates solely responsible for a change like that, but I would suspect that Bill Gates had an enormous impact on making sure that definition was changed and changed quickly before the COVID hoax—oh, I'm sorry, the COVID scourge was effectively eliminated. And so finally— We've got Rand Paul coming out there saying, guess what? You've got to stop with this nonsense because enough is enough. And then we also had this. We also had this. This was reported by, let's see here. Oh, Contra Corner. And it was David Stockman who wrote this. It's an enormous article. I'm not going to go through it all because there's a lot of information here. But basically, he decides... To lay waste to Dr. Fauci, Dr. Burks, and tearjerker CDC director. He decides to just say enough is enough. And he brings up all sorts of data. And now they're saying in the one bit of data that he brought up. He counters the idea that, oh my goodness. Another strain is on its way. And, oh, gosh, there's an increase. But then he brings up the chart, right? He brings up the positive COVID case chart. And he looks at it. And if you see what I'm looking at, you see a a steady decline around September, October of 2020, then a massive, massive increase, a massive mountain of positive COVID cases around early January, and then a sharp decline to where we are today in March. Now, this decline takes us to about where we were in October. Before that sharp incline took us to the apex in January. So when they say that, oh my gosh, there's a huge surge going on. This huge, yeah, this huge surge that they're talking about here is literally the eyebrow off of a gnat increase, basically what happened is the seven-day moving average went from 77.8% of new cases, you know, the 251, uh, well, I'll just read it to you. The seven-day moving average reported 251,912 so-called new cases. The seven-day rate had plummeted by 77.8% to 55,840 on March 15th, right? So if you're looking at that from January 13th to March 15th, the positive COVID cases plummeted by 77.8%. And then if you look at it from January 13th to March 28th, the cases plummeted by 75.3%. So what does that mean? That means nothing. It means there is no real pandemic going on. There is no third, fourth, fifth surge going on right here. They saw a mild increase, and that was it. And it's only in that fudgy, stupid, gray statistic known as positive COVID cases. And as we've brought up many times before, positive COVID cases is more than likely a false positive. Over 50% chance... That a positive COVID case is not a positive COVID case at all, just a false positive. And that number can actually go up to 90%. So this is all smoke and mirrors and fun with numbers. And how can we confuse the situation even more to make sure people remain locked down and various government organizations and agencies take more and more power? That's what this is about, more And more power being removed from us and removed from you and your way to make a decision for yourself and your family. And Walensky continues, we can, you know, we brought her up, the tearjerker Walensky. She's out there crying the blues, hugging everybody. Oh. I'm so worried. It's all, gosh, worst case scenario. Oh, my gosh. And she's there, this spilled milk all over the place. She's crying over that. She's throwing salt over her shoulders. She's sitting there with a handkerchief. She took one of Dr. Burks's scarves and she's blowing her nose into that old thing and then giving it back to Cruella DeVille. I mean, just, oh, God. This is, the, she, like I brought up yesterday, she is a B-list community actress, that's all she is. She belongs in the community theater. She's a hoax. She is a hoax. You've got Dr. Fauci, which should, should be spelled F-A-U-X, like fo C-I. And you got this one, Tearjerker Wolinsky, who should be out there, you know, waving goodbye to people. At, like standing on a, on a, on a train track. Not the train track, but a train station waving, oh, ho, ho, goodbye, I'll never see you again. She's just a, she's just a slob, an idiot. Just disgusting. Anyway. So this article continues, as I digress, like a drunk mental patient. (laughs) Uh, Instead, Fauci has seized upon the prosaic mechanics of human activity centered around social congregation which inherently generates the probability that a respiratory virus, whether relatively benign or deathly, will spread through the community, and it's called science. Basically, what the author just said is that the overwhelming majority of the population will not be bothered by COVID, and if they are, they will recover. And part of the plan is to allow Dr. Fauci to say, "Oopsie, see, you guys congregated together. And look at that spread. Look at that uptick. But what they're not saying is how many people, one, have it and haven't been tested because their immune system is well enough and they don't have any symptoms. And two, had the sniffles and didn't think anything of it, but would have tested positive if they decided to get tested. Now, Dr. Fauci, on the CBS weekend show, and we brought this up too, he wants kids to wear masks. He wants kids To get vaccinated, he wants six-month-olds to get vaccinated. Now we these aren't vaccines; these are gene therapy platforms, through and through. They're messing around with the way the proteins are created through the mRNA in your body. That's what this is. This is not I, I. I can't say for certain whether or not this is a vaccine, but I can say that more than likely, this probably looks like gene therapy platforms being injected into the population, and it is experimental. Period. End of story. So, now we all know that children are more than likely never to even be bothered by COVID. But Fauci insists. He said children can clearly wind up getting infected. What's also disturbing is you've got Dr. Fauci who wants children to wear masks, and we just found out that those masks, some of them, could contain graphene, which essentially, essentially, is like breathing in asbestos. Would you want your kid, your toddler, to be breathing in asbestos from here until whenever? Exactly, you wouldn't. The article continues, after a full year of the full-on COVID hysteria, here is what we know about the kids and COVID. To which there are 73.2 million kids, yet only 238 of them are reported by the CDC as being among all deaths involving covid As a statistical matter, that represents just 0.3 mortalities per 100,000 people. And, he goes on, the tip-off that this is ultra-thin gruel by any standard can be illustrated in the following ways. He gives three ways. First, for the same 17-year and younger population during the same period, and he gives the period of February 1st, 2020, to March 24th, 2021, the mortality rate from all cases other than with COVID was 51.9 per 100,000, which is 160 times higher. With COVID mortality rate, you've got 2460 per 100,000, that's 7,500 times higher. The Pediatrics Association estimates that kids encounter or kids account for 13% of COVID cases but have only accounted for about 0.05 deaths. Let's read that again. 13% of positive COVID cases are kids. They are responsible for 0.05% of the deaths, thereby, thereby leaving the child with a survival rate of 99.993%. That is statistically immune to COVID. You can't get any higher than that because you're never going to reach 100%. Yet they want the kids to get vaccines. They want children to wear masks. How can you even say this? How can you even say this? The data is right there. The data comes from the CDC. You can't say it's coming from Chris Michaels. You can't say it's coming from some tinfoil hat-wearing critical thinker because we don't have conspiracy theorists here on my program. We only have critical thinkers. It comes from the CDC itself. Yet Dr. Fauci is going against the CDC. The question is why? Why? Why does he keep doing this? And it's all about social control. It's all about seizing power. And it's all about rewiring the way society works. COVID is nonsense. It's nonsense. You've got to stop believing that it's something it's not. Let me give you this other stat. Population with COVID de- deaths. Rate per 100,000 by age. By age. Zero to 17 years old. 0. 0.33 per 100,000. 0.33. 18 to 29. 3.6 per 100,000. 30 to 49, 24.5, 50 to 64, 125.4, on and on. This is where, and I'll tell you, this is where the impact is really made. In the 85-year-old-plus category, you've got 2,460 people per 100,000 that have died with COVID or some other thing involving covid ...that they just throw into the COVID category. If if you die of the flu or whatever, guess what? It's really COVID in the end. And that's in the 85-year-old-plus category. In the 75- to 84-year-old category, you've got 916 deaths per 100,000. It's not even close it's over two times the rate from eighty four, from seventy five to eighty four years old to eighty five plus. Over two times, almost three times the amount in the eighty five year old plus category. And all the people out there are just buying whatever Dr. Fauci says, buying whatever Dr. Burke says. Oh, and they're being sympathetic, and they brought out the Kleenex when you got uh, uh, teary eyed. Walensky out there blowing her honker in Dr. Birx's scarf. I mean, let's be honest about this. This kind of material comes from the CDC. They're telling you exactly what's going on, and you are choosing to not believe it. Well, if you listen to this program, you have a different perspective. The death rates per 100,000 do not add up. They do not make sense. They do not cause... 7.5 7.5 billion people to be locked down. They do not cause mask wearing for 7.5 billion people across a whole planet. None of it adds up. This isn't about a pandemic. And we also brought up on previous shows and I I have another show I'm going to upload because I did it on another podcast and it is a little bit better because I go into a little bit more detail. On why this could very well be radiation poisoning. And there was, another art, I, there was another article the other day that came out. A man got the inocula- or the, the, the gene therapy platform shot. And his skin started to, what he described, as fall off. Doesn't, doesn't necessarily mean it's falling off. But he looks like he's got radiation poisoning. So it could be something along those lines. But this whole COVID thing, this whole you need the shot no matter what, it's, no, we can't stand by this. We cannot be the ones that are going to allow things like vaccine passports. We can't be the ones that are going to allow people like this to determine our livelihoods when there is a recovery rate of over 99% in people aged one or zero To 85. Doesn't add up. There's something else going on. And it's up to us. And people like you and me. To start pushing back. And calling up. These quote unquote elected officials. And have them to start looking at all of this data. And all of this knowledge that we're getting. And we have to start sharing this information. With those morons. And we have to start creating our own groups and saying, hey, wait a minute, I don't care that Dr. Fauci is in that position. I don't care that Dr. Birx is over there. I don't care that teary-eyed Walensky is sitting there crying the blues everywhere she goes. Look at the data. It's your data. And your data does not equate into what's going on in society. And we're going to give the finger to you from now until eternity because what we're standing up for is what is truthful and what is right. And that is the last call with Chris Michaels on this very first day of April, April Fool's.